Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Thankfully, this armed standoff with police in Boone County, Kentucky, ended peacefully. But for nearly eight hours Sunday night and into Monday morning, 55-year-old Curtis Zimmerman held officers at bay with a shotgun before he decided to surrender peacefully. Two family members reportedly exited the home safely, leaving only Zimmerman and the gun. The SWAT and hostage negotiations teams then descended on the scene, and it ended without further incident. Investigators say it started with Zimmerman becoming angry because he lost an arm wrestling contest with his juvenile son. And when Dad declared it to be best two out of three, then four out of seven or six out of 11, and the kid put him down every time, he got a bit upset. Oh, and yes, alcohol was a factor in the incident. <laughs> six out of 11. I want to thank yeah. you this morning, Cliff. What? For Why making me take off my shoes before <laughs> 6.15. Your one in three chances of rain today had me all confused, and I'm like, hold it, it's 30%. I've got it written down here on this piece of paper, and I had to do some math. You're right. About a one, one in three in chance. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was told there would be no math on this program, ever. Well, that's why I'm just doing the math for you. If you just believe what I say, you'll be fine. Always believe what Cliff Ingram says? Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. I think that refrigerator door yesterday did some yeah. permanent damage to my head. <laughs> well, it's not like, you know, it did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm in a good mind this morning just to take the door off so that doesn't happen again. Well, I, or, or you could just not bend over while the door is still open. That sounds because like the name of a country song. <laughs> Don't bend over while the door's still open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, I've got a knot. And I'll tell you, I just, I don't feel like, it's probably just me being paranoid, I don't feel like yeah. I'm uh, thinking clearly this morning, Cliff. Well. It's like thoughts are I mean, hard to come by. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not really that valuable to begin with, so you're not losing much. I'm not losing much, but... <laughs> I feel like it's hard to talk this morning. There'll be a lot of, you know, silence here yeah. because I can't. It's like I've had a ad lib ectomy or something like that. I just, <laughs> Might be the best show we've had in you. It could be, yes. We'd, if what we heard in day one of the very public trial featuring Johnny Depp and a British tabloid is any indication, it's going to get a lot weirder before things get calmer. Let's start by saying Johnny Depp was born in Owensboro, Kentucky and didn't reach such high society that he claimed to have been libeled by a newspaper based in London until he became the world's highest-paid actor and married an actress and supermodel who later accused him of domestic abuse. In court yesterday in England, Johnny Depp claimed that he's not the monster he was said to be and that when The Sun in 2018 published the claim that he was a wife-beater, they knew it wasn't true but wrote the headline anyway. In fact, the initial statement in court painted the picture the other way, that his ex, Amber Heard of Texas, was also a conniving, mentally twisted, and once burned him with a cigarette-type woman who chopped off the end of one of his fingers just a month after they married in 2015. And then Depp went on to say that his now ex-wife pooped in their bed as a prank. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, who hasn't pulled that little trick, Cliff, once or twice in their life, huh? I'm just I mean, kidding. <laughs> just kidding, honey. It's a prank. Yeah, I was just joking around. Yeah. If someone cuts part of your finger off, yeah, that might be the time to exit that. That's a sign that, that things are not good. Yeah. Yes, yes. Loss of digits. It's time to find someone else. Well, Cliff, I'm yeah. afraid that I'm going to eliminate a... Several or maybe more than half of our wonderful listeners with this, okay. because I'm pretty sure that most of them have never seen this vehicle. But I saw it yesterday on Highway 41. Yeah, a rusty Ford Pinto, and I mean really rusty. Wow! And this thing had racing stripes and a <laughs> spoiler on it. So, so it was decorated with racing stripes and a spoiler and. Rust. Yes. <laughs> now, if you've ever seen the Ford Pinto, you would wonder why anybody would do that. There's nothing you can do to make that car look any better. And as I'm driving down the road, Cliff, I realized if this year 2020 was a car, this would be what it would be. The rusty <laughs> Ford Pinto with a racing stripe and a spoiler on it. <laughs> let's Let's just remember for a moment that... The Pinto was the one that if you if it was involved in an accident and got hit from behind the wrong way, it blew up and caught on fire. That's true. <laughs> That's why you don't see many of them on the road anymore. And Cliff, yeah. sadly, yeah. I yeah. saw this car yesterday on Highway 41 yeah. as it was passing me. That's embarrassing. <laughs> No, that's totally embarrassing. <laughs> yes. Holy cow. I couldn't catch up. <laughs> you ever been watching them make you a sandwich at Subway and yeah. you just want to run your hand through the lettuce yourself? <laughs> you know no. what I'm saying? I'd put a glove no. on and stuff like that and well, ma yeah. maybe squeeze the tomatoes a little bit. I've just Every time that I sit there and watch the guy or girl make my sandwich, I'm like... I don't really care to prepare food, but for some reason I have the urge yeah. to want to stick my hand down in those vegetables for some reason, Cliff. <laughs> just one hand? <laughs> just one hand. I just wanna... one, one hand will do it. I, yes. I just, it would only take one hand. That's all, that's all I need. <laughs> Maybe squirt them bottles a little bit, too. They look kind of fun, too. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, Cliff. You've never thought of that, see? No, I've... I've never thought of that in my entire life. You think they would let you, if it wasn't for this virus mess, get behind no. there and like put your stuff <laughs> on your, your own, yeah, make your own sandwich? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm talking when the virus it's, is all gone. Well, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't matter because they still want you to be trained in uh, food safety. So unless you're willing to go through the training and become an employee of Subway, they want they don't want you behind the counter. Touching their meat. I don't want to squeeze the vegetables every day, Cliff. I just want to do it once in a while when well, I show up. Then, then you need to buy your own vegetables and squeeze things in the privacy of your own home. You want to talk about driving tension, Cliff? Yeah. Try driving 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And your passenger side window slowly, slowly <laughs> starts to fall. Because the wood wedges are giving way. <laughs> and you know, if it goes yeah. all the way down, yeah. you can't retrieve your window. <laughs> and that was my experience this morning. This morning? Yes. I thought, boy, it sounds a little windy in here, more so than usual. And yeah. I looked over, 
and my dry, my passenger side window is slowly sinking slowly. into the door. <laughs> now, it's easy to fix. If you can reach the window, you right. can just pull it right back up. But once the window is all the way down, you just have to let it go, man, because it's gone. And when you're driving, you can't reach over there no. <laughs> and push and it back up. That's right. And if you stop, you might not get to going again, given your car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's driving tension, Cliff, when the yeah. wood wedges are giving way. Right. I've just thought of this while you were doing the news update. You need to go to the store. I could go to the store and get one of those hooky things that doesn't leave marks, you know. You see them advertised. You could put them on your oh, walls. Yeah. yeah. I could get a big one of those hooky things yeah. and put it on the inside of my passenger side window. Yes. And that way, if it ever starts coming back down again, I can just reach over. It's not safe, but I could reach over, put my finger in the hooky thing, and lift the window back up before it falls all the way down. <laughs> That's true. That might be a good idea. Maybe a couple so, of them. <laughs> stick do them you on have, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you can spread that the, the uh, force out over two of them. It, it's likely, less likely to come apart. Yes. Do you have over the... In the in the overhead panel, right there by the passenger door, one of those uh, handle things help people get in and out of their car. You are a genius. That's right. I do. I know where you're going so, here. So now, if you get two of those hooks, you could get some rope or maybe even just a bungee cord or something like that as a backup to the wood wedges, which don't seem to work very well. And I'll tell you what, Cliff. Yeah. If you've got two of those hooky things and a you know twine. Holding up your window. That impresses the ladies when you pull up That's beside right. them at the stoplight. You're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> we, this incident involving a police officer in Denver proves that there really is no substitute for honesty. The internal affairs investigation to the incident last November just finished, and it resulted in the termination of Officer Nicholas Mauro. In the final report, investigators determined that Mauro committed what they call, and I quote, an extraordinary series of bad decisions, unquote, that started when he conducted a chase reaching speeds of nearly 100 miles an hour without ever turning his lights and siren on, then failed to report it. And it ended when he crashed his patrol car into a home along the route. Apparently, the damage to the cruiser, though, was minor, because he tried to hide it by covering it up with whiteout. <laughs> whiteout. Yeah. Boy, I haven't you heard of that in a long time. Yeah. Apparently they still make whiteout, and it doesn't work as, I don't know, car paint. <laughs> sure does hide a lot of mistakes, though, Cliff. Yep. I had a whole page of them in typing class. <laughs> no. Boy, they I still was... count off for it, though, though, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> You're talking about, uh, you know, when school returns and everyone's wearing face masks and all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can remember when I was like the first through the third grade, I I had a difficult time making it through the day with my pants. You know what I'm saying? Much less wearing a face mask all day long. That's, well, I, I mean... Because frequently you were hung out the window of the boys' bathroom. <laughs> that's right. Yes, quite frequently. <laughs> That that is going to be tough as a little kid. I mean, you know. I told. I mean, and I think probably it, it's something that people should start to practice. I think you're right. Kids. I think so. It, yes. It, it, 
it's going to make it easier later on. So and I see a lot of youngsters out and about in stores and places, Cliff, yep. that, that have face mm-hmm. masks on. They seem to be doing okay with it. I'm just going from my experience. First yeah. through third grade was kind of a toughie. <laughs> just through third grade? Well, it got a little bit after, worse. But After third grade, you didn't have any problem losing your pants is what you're saying. Yes, they just hung me out with, you know, by my pants out the <laughs> bathroom window. And speaking of mass cliff, I saw this this yeah. morning. The Green Bay Packers, when the football season kicks off, if it does, yeah, they're going to require every single person at their home games to wear masks for the entire game. Okay. Which is going to hurt booze sales, I'm going to say that. And Agreed. they're not doing it, Cliff. Because yeah. of the COVID-19. Well, they're not. Well, no. Why are they doing it? Because the people in Wisconsin are just that ugly. <laughs> no. And our Take It to mm. the Bank this morning is courtesy of one of our wonderful listeners. We'll see how wonderful it all ends up being after this Take It to the Bank. Well, the white stuff that we uh, correct mistakes with used to years ago when we typed, it was originally yeah. called Mistake Out. Mistake out. Mistake out. And it was the invention of a young lady named Betty Nesmith Graham, who was a young divorced woman who had to go to work in 1951 to support herself and her son. Now, she found work, Betty did, as a typist. Unfortunately, like a lot of us, she was horrible at typing. And so, at home, in her kitchen, and in her garage laboratory, she developed this product. Wait, 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 wait. She actually had a laboratory in her garage, and she had an invention that is now literally in every home in the country and probably most businesses as well. Yes, and she kept developing this product, Cliff, and developing it, and other secretaries working around her and office workers started buying it from her. And so she thought, I'm taking this product, mistake out, to IBM, and I'm selling it. And they turned her down. So oh, they did. Huh? So for 25 years, yeah. Betty and a select group of executives built up the company Liquid Paper Corporation. Okay. Into a multi-million dollar corporation that she finally sold to the Gillette Company in 1980 for $48 million. Woo. Now, Betty, sadly... Died just a few months after that sale at the young age of 56 in May of 1980. Okay. Now, I would say, Cliff, prior Mm -hmm. to today, no one listening has ever heard of Betty Nesbeth Graham. But? (laughs) But I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have heard of that young son she went to work for to make a good living for him, Michael Nesbeth. Right. From the Monkees. (laughs) He was a member of the Monkees. Yes, he was. And a (laughs) member of Whiteout, as a matter of fact, too, Cliff. And all of that you can take to the bank. So I don't really think Michael needed the gig. Yeah, because he got like half of her estate when she passed away. There you go. He didn't really need the... Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Oh, in case you're wondering, he's the one that always wore the toboggan. Well, it's 88 right now. I was, actually. (laughs) Well, that's him, the one with the toboggan. (laughs) Cliff, anything said today? Yes, and before I present the three phrases of the day, let me just repeat a phrase that was said earlier 
that while it's not in the top three, it should actually go without saying. And that is always believe what Cliff Ingram says. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Always. <laughs> always. Always. Yes. So let's start with Morning Road Show phrase of the day number three. Don't bend over while the door's still open. <laughs> I'm telling you, Which that's a country song. Of a country song. Yes. You just got to write the words to it. Number two, pooped in their bed as a prank. Always going to be number two. Just saying. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, after third grade, you didn't have any problem losing your pants. <laughs> well, it's a long story. We're not going to go there. We don't have time. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.